What's, What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Period. Um, this is Sparky Palantry. Oh Palastri. my gosh. Well, Let me tell you something about that. Um, so I feel like since I was a kid, I've been watching shows that's been about California or or I guess located in California. I was driving the other day and I just happened to look at this man's tag and he got his car from uh I guess a Lexus or Benz dealership, whatever car and car was, but it was in Rancho Cucamonga. I was like, bro, oh, the Cucamonga Yo. Crazy Killers. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's well, I was thinking I was thinking more so bring it on and they ain't yeah, say that. <laughs> you know what? I always wonder if those places was real because you know all the high school like age movies was in the same. It was either in Crenshaw or Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, like it would be like all the. Uh, yeah, I be. Dang, I I'm offended now thinking things. about Crenshaw. I feel like Moesha did Crenshaw justice, but all the other stuff is negative. Um, I feel like a lot of them shows did L.A. justice because, um, even Santa Monica. I thought that Santa Monica was ghetto because of the parkers, but it's not. Not to me. What about Lamert Park? Lamert Park is gentrified. It's still still black. It's still black over there. It's very black over there. Um, But it is in the process of being gentrified along with Inglewood. Inglewood? Mm-hmm. But they all are right there. I went to Randy's Donuts in Inglewood. And I stayed at the Holiday Inn over there. I seen it when I um did that video with Bambi a few weeks ago. I seen the Randy's over there. Yeah, I um quick story. So one one time, this is when I was living in um in the Bay Area. I had took a weekend trip to L.A. and I had booked the Airbnb. Airbnb was not what I expected. Only time that was my first time ever booking with Airbnb, and I booked a shared room, not a shared room, basically a room in a house. But um that was a terrible idea. I just. I don't know what I thought. Anyway, long story short, it ended up being a terrible situation. So I went and got myself a hotel instead and mm-hmm. um, was like, I'm going to figure out the rest later. But the closest and best deal I could find was a um, Holiday Inn Express. Close. I don't even know. This, it was in Inglewood. I don't even think it was close to the airport. I can't remember. But um, I didn't really have a lot of time to do stuff because um, I actually was landing and going straight to work that next morning. So I was just tired. So I just went to Randy's Donuts and then I was like, all right, well, I did something. But I I um I wish that I would have went down to the dunes because I don't think I was too far. Oh yeah, they sold it. It's I mean it's still up, the sign is still up, but they're selling the dunes or they sold it. It was a for sale sign when I went last time. Mm, I should have bought it. I wonder if the show make it be worth more. Because I remember when um Medea's house went for, went up for sale on Avon and it wasn't was looking back, I think that house might have been like three hundred thousand dollars. I wish I could have bought it because I promise you I would have bought it. I remember, I remember thinking like, do I would I live there or would I rent it out? Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't live there. You don't want to live in a place like that because because out here a lot um, of visitors. Yeah, because somebody actually lives in the house um, that was on Friday, and people come to the oh, house and all I, the time. You know, it's funny. Lawana had recently. I think it was Lawana who recently posted a picture in one of them houses from that movie. And I was like, I would be so irritated if I lived there. And I also, it just made me think about too. Um, when I was also when I was living in the Bay Area, I went to the house that Steve Jobs basically invented Appleette, mm-hmm. and it's kind of the same way. They don't allow you on the lawn. They don't mind taking pictures and stuff like that, but you can't get close. But you're right though. But you know what? That's that made for a good Airbnb, not for me to live in. Yeah, I would never live in a popular place like that. I actually starting to hate my apartments because people are noticing where i live at like people keep dming me asking me well you post um, that pat you know a patio picture all you need honey i know everybody in atlanta say it which i understand and it's my fault so i'm not mad at it but i think that it's weird that people because la is so big and there's so many different places to live at and i get it you know somebody so you're trying to like go somewhere familiar but Mm -hmm. for me i think that it's just so weird. i've never i barely even like roommate with people so, somebody that I don't really know like that asking me about where I live at because they're trying to move in the same building as me is so weird. I don't want to see you in the elevator unless it's organic. Like, if you just found this place on your own or whatever, fine. But you, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. I get what you're saying, but I can't. I think that if I was looking for a place, I would probably do the same thing. But note it, okay? <laughs> Say less. <laughs> That's just me. I don't know. I feel like it's. 
an invasion of privacy, even though you're not in my actual apartment. Does it depend on who the person is? Or you just um, going that in general? Because what it... What yeah, it, that, just, that just may be me and, I, you know, whatever, but I think that it's in general. I mean, if it was somebody like you, I wouldn't care. Like, depending on how close we are. I move to your, your apartments or wherever you No, I know, but I'm just saying, if it's somebody close to me, like a family member or a close friend, yes, I would not mind that. But, yeah. um, no. Like, if we just follow each other on Instagram, you don't even know my first name for real. Oh, see, if they don't know you, that's one thing. I'm thinking you saying just, like, people Like, we cool. It'll be somebody that we've, like, worked with. Like, I've worked with before. Like, a hairstylist I've worked with or a stylist. I don't want to be too specific, but... I get what you're saying. So, like, you... It's almost... Yeah, I... So, I... This is one of the reasons why I didn't... I never... I used to be anti-neighbors. I never wanted to know my neighbors. Because I... I feel like once people start getting on your nerves and they're your neighbors, you can't get rid of them until one of y'all move. Like, you stuck mm-hmm. with them. So I feel like if somebody moves in a place where, so I get what you're saying. Like if they move in your building, now that now y'all got something in common, now they might ask for you know little stuff, want to link up, and now you can't really avoid them because they know where you stay. But I think that in general, up front, it might not be what they plan. Is this more of a like I need to find somewhere, and if mm-hmm. Draco like it, then it must be good. So I'm gonna just you know. what y'all get. But I think for me, it's just like. Oh, cause okay. Say for instance, it's it's this building has a lot of different um, like Instagram people that live in this building, mm-hmm. and so there's a very popular Instagram comedian that lives um in my building on the top floor, and so I know the girl. It's a dude. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh, um, who? Okay, yeah. Who I'm thinking? I don't know. Um. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so you see how I told you that. Page. You see how I told you that. Now, yeah. you know, I'll tell. I'll say, "Oh, so and so live in my building." You know, whatever. And then I know that if I tell y'all, it's not nothing like that. But people be having like meaningless conversations, and then, oh, so and so live in my building on this floor. Yeah, that and that's actually a security issue because I um I get what you're saying. I I, I definitely get what you're saying. Well, I don't know. If, I mean, I don't think I've ever like, tried to live where somebody else lived, but I've also lived in an area. I live in a city where I know exactly where I want to be, so I'm just gonna drive around until I find it. But I yeah. can definitely understand that. And I, you know what? People act so weird about celebrities, man. Oh my god! I don't even, I don't even want to get on that that point. I think that people just I get it. You it's unreal that, to believe that you're around this person or that you might have some kind of access to this person, but calm your titties, like Jesus. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't know. I just think that's weird. But that could just be me because I'm a very paranoid person. Um, not par- I wouldn't even call myself paranoid, but I'm a very cautious person, mm-hmm. especially with me living in a city like this. Um, well, I don't really have family or friends here for real. Like I have friends, but not as close as I did back at home. And, yeah, and I get you, know, it. you know what I'm saying? And then I have no family here. So it's, it, you know, I just have to be extra, extra, extra cautious. And, you know, just for my sanity and my personal preference, I just prefer not to disclose that information. And I don't, I hope it doesn't come off as rude. Um, one person did had, did like, I, I was just, I think I was just in like, I, I was so annoyed at it. So I did, I was kind of rude to them when they asked me, but I apologize. But I don't know. I don't like that. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about the the situation because I get it. I'm not tripping off of what you're saying. I just, I guess I yeah. just never thought about it. But it's like almost what if people are asking not so they can move, just so they can get information about you. You know what I'm saying? It's so many different things that could it's, be. Right. And so the only way for you to really know if they trying, if they're being genuine or not, is if you just knew that they were seriously looking for a place, you know them like that, you vetted them. But in reality, it just, I get what you're saying. And once they know where you live, that's where you live. Yeah, and all they gotta so, do is hang around till you till, till you come through the lobby. Yeah, so it's like it's very weird. I don't know, but I know a lot of people in Atlanta. They be posting they from their patio, and I always know exactly where they live just based off the position, based on the buildings in the background. And a lot of y'all stay in the same buildings, which is funny. Yeah, but, um, even when they <laughs> talk about that's how it is in LA too, because so many people stay downtown. So even if they don't stay in my building, they stay mm-hmm. in somewhere that proximity and sometimes yeah. this I'm, i mean and this coming from somebody that's very nosy 
I'm not gonna say very, but I am nosy. But sometimes when people post the specific stores they go to, even the car wash, I know where they stay at because they always go there. I'm like, oh, I know it, I know it. I mean, even it's some YouTubers that I've watched before, and I and I recognize the Kroger they in because I used to stay over there. I said, oh, I know. It. So they must stay. You know what I'm saying? You could the process of elimination for real. And I know people ain't going on their way to go to a store across town just so people don't be in their business. They just finna go where they go. So that's why I'm I had stopped posting stuff. I stopped posting stuff in real time. I stopped posting stuff in general because I just don't want nobody i don't even like posting i I know i said this before but when i post inside my house it's the same it's always the kitchen flow facing away from the um, refrigerator same spot every time i just don't want nobody to i don't post in real time i definitely post what after like um um, when i was in houston i went out i definitely was posting in real time but no i wasn't i posted that after I posted that. See, I, especially when I'm out of town. I when I posted that. Usher, By the time honey, I posted that stuff, I was at the airport. When I posted them <laughs> usher pictures, honey, I had done landed, slept, missed a day of work, and, and, <laughs> and <laughs> matter of fact, what I just posted today that was last night. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Do what do people do as they please. But unfortunately, it is easy to find stuff. But I know we already had an episode about that, so we're gonna move on to the black business of the week. All right, y'all. So I don't know if I shouted out this black business before, and if I have, it's, it was a long time ago. But I know last week we talked about um a black owned nail shop. But I also want to talk about um a, a childhood friend of mine or of, of ours. Uh, her name is Kiera. And she has, she's a nail tech and her Instagram page is nailed by underscore KP. And she actually does a really, I remember when she first started doing nails and I remember seeing them, I'm like, dang, she actually fire. And she done stuck to it. And I mean, really get, I see people pop tag her all the time. And I'm like, dang, how they know Kiara? But then I have to realize like, does she, you know what I'm saying? It's a nail tech, but she does really cool designs, really nice patterns, real good textures and shapes and all that good stuff. So um, I have not had my nails done by her. I know I always say that I prefer to share businesses that I patronize, but I know some people that go to her regularly. So I'm going to go out on the limb and tell y'all to go too, because I'm a press on kind of girl. Um, but I'm going to put the information okay. in episode notes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, book with your girl. It looks like her April book's open on March 26th. So if you hear this episode, you got a week to determine what you want. Okay. Hello. Go out, Puffy. You said what? Oh, (laughs) I said go out, Puffy. Come on. Uh, And it's Women's History Month. If you want to make some history, go to a black nail tech. Mm. See, okay. I don't. I can't. It it doesn't matter the race. I can't find a good nail tech out here for me to my liking. And it's just because I've been spoiled with the best nail tech and nail shop in the country, and I don't have it close to me no more. So I judge everybody's pedicures off of that place. And that's and, a, that's awful because I don't know if you're gonna, you know, based off the. But reviews. even even in Atlanta, even when I couldn't make it there, I knew places that I could go to where I could be satisfied with my pedicure. That the place that I go to out here, um, the lady is actually really good. It took me a minute to find a place. The problem is that it's so far, so I never get my feet and hands done no more because it's a thirty-five minute drive, and that's not. That's not Atlanta 35. Realistic, realistically, that's not that far, but it's far in LA. And then on top yeah. of that, it's so I pass so many places before I go to that part of town. You know, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think the last time I had a really good pedicure, it might have been Cleopatra and Count Creek or Greenbrier. Like it, it had Come to be Cleopatra. On, Cleopatra. But don't know about it. And unfortunately, my idea of a good a good uh, pedicure is like the, the cheese grater which they not even supposed to be using so I guess I never had a good one but the girls in the suburbs don't get down like the girls in the hood I'm sorry yeah that yeah I I, I agree I want to mess I want to stand up and and feel like I just slipped up on a on a banana peel okay <laughs> yeah I, okay, do, so I, I, I feel you though I'll be feeling like that too let's get into shop talk okay so did you see this video clip of Jussie's um, attackers reenacting what happened that day? I saw I saw the video going around, but um, I didn't click it. I, I didn't care that much. They need to be in jail. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that jump was literally giving SNL skit. It's really crazy. First of all, part of me wanted to believe that Jussie was innocent. And, and, and I don't did. even... De- yeah, I wanted to believe it, but the way he was carrying on after it happened, it was just very strange, very weird. And I still genuinely don't understand his motive. I don't understand, like, why he did it. If he just was seeking attention at some point. I feel like a lot of celebrities are attention seekers at heart. And sometimes it just leaks out to the public, and maybe he was just having a moment. His boyfriend might have been about to break up with him, and he wanted to make him scared. And so he, you know, 
made this oh whole scene because people do do stuff like that. Or he um, has, yeah. a, or he has a mental illness and he was bored. Both two things can be true. You know, but um, he obviously was found guilty, and the two brothers, the Osando brothers, I believe that's their name, um, were a part of a documentary about the situation, and they reenacted what happened. And they were very goofy about it. It was actually kind of lame, just because they still committed a crime, but because they got um, they got off for their participation, they they get to make a mockery of it, and it's it's just really weird. They need to be in jail. I'm sorry. Um, what I was about to say. Do you think that okay? Aside from from this being just a, a insane, bogus, and weird ass story, do you think that um, he should be able to still work in Hollywood? Because that's a that is also a thing. I mean, Hollywood don't have an HR. He should work for whoever want to give him a job. And he's been working. He just recently dropped a movie. But I agree. I, I feel like the problem um, with the industry is that when it comes to black people, you have to walk on eggshells and follow every rule in a book. You can't fuck up unless you're already rich. And when I notice that a lot of actors, especially white men, when they do stuff, they're able to steal book jobs, like major jobs. They're able to still win awards and all this other stuff. And people just slap it on the wrist now i'm not saying that's the right thing to do mm-hmm. but i don't know i feel like in every field people do fucked up stuff people people scam people do you know uh domestic violence all type of different things and they still able to live life i don't know i just be yeah, feeling like well- i definitely think this is the thing i think that the people that get to keep working had people that cared about them more yeah empire was not going like we know jesse's family and we know him his siblings you know grew up in industry and stuff like that but outside of empire i mean what exactly did he have going on this is not shade i'm just i'm just saying like i think i think there are a lot of actors like didn't eddie murphy get caught up in some stuff i don't remember what it was but we have actors that have huh he i think that was like more personal though that was like the, the trans thing yeah who who is a who is a, a black actor that that has continued to um to get jobs? And I'm not talking hip hop and I'm talking about an actor. Um, um, I'm 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 Charlie Sheen. He's not black. Oh, you said black? Oh, Cuba Gooden yeah. Jr. Who? Cuba Gooden Jr. He has not he still got jobs. <laughs> Did he? I feel maybe I just be watching old stuff, but I feel like yeah, you be old watching stuff. old stuff. After that, his brother been getting jobs or his cousin, okay. or whatever, whatever his name. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that um, a lot of the people, two things. I think a lot of the people in Hollywood that had scandals were big, and they probably were at a point where they don't, they nobody's checking for them. And I'm just assuming because I can't think of many. Um, but I also think that this Jesse situation was extremely weird, extremely dramatic, and di- and not to justify or compare any crime, but I think that people are desensitized to domestic violence, to drug use, to you know certain criminal activity. This man staged a hate crime attack about Trump supporters. And you know, being gay with bleach and a noose, like it just was extremely detailed and unnecessary. It just was weird. Yeah. So I think that it just gave weird vibes, and it and the way he went about it to me, it's like I'm not shocked if people. It's like one of them things where you have a friend in school, at work, wherever, and y'all cool, and then they get caught up. I don't know, having sex in the bathroom or they pee on themselves. You'd be like. Mm. Oh no, you can't cheat off my tits. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like people because uh Hollywood is almost like a a a um a freelance industry. It's just like, well, I mean, if these creators want to work with them and if their talent outweighs the mess, then sure, but I don't think it's on Hollywood, it's on him. Shoot, he did it. <laughs> or didn't. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but, you know, I want everybody to be successful for the most part or at least make, you know, a living. But you got to lay in the bed you make. So, Godspeed, Jesse. Yeah, I, and, and Juicy. I agree. I agree. I do agree that people need to lay in the bed they make. But I also, um, I be having conversations with people around me just about um, how I noticed that in, in um, certain communities, people are a little bit more forgiving about certain things than than us. And I be having a problem with that sometimes. Now, I never, ever, ever want to be a person that forgives somebody for something like sexual assault. Um, 
molestation, stuff like that. I feel like mm-hmm. that's y'all need to live on your own planet or something. Like just I don't know. I but, agree with you and and it maybe I'm wrong, but I do feel like and I could be wrong again. I feel like number one, a lot of people of the non black race, they are very quick to protect their own. And even yes. if it's not a good thing, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. I do think that we are way too critical on our own people and we should present like a a united front just like they do. But I also think that um, covering for your people like that, it breeds more of that kind of behavior. So it's kind of tough. It's like, yeah, wow. Like I just saw something with Suki where she performed with her shirt off and then she compared herself to a white artist who did the same thing. And she was like, she's, she's a hippie too. She's just from the hood. And I get what she was trying to say, but I personally think both were unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? But I do think that we can be more harsh. But I also wonder, are we more harsh or are we just in our own culture and not really hearing the conversations that are being had on the other side? I don't know. I'm just curious. Because I think that they have a much larger visibility or a much larger impact. And so even if there is outrage, there is still so many more of them that support those like people that on a larger scale that we don't really, it drowns out what we think their outrage should be. So I do think that it's us being in our own culture because our black culture is um, us growing up listening to our elders and people around us telling us what was deemed um, respectable. Don't be, because mm-hmm. realistically what they were trying to teach us was don't go out in the the real world making a fool of yourself in front of white people. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Don't do this. Don't wear this certain thing. You can't wear your hair like this. Well, I'm not necessarily the hair and stuff like that. I never but heard yeah, that. No, yes. Yeah. But you have to be presentable, like especially with guys. Like you, you get. When I was younger, like my mom and my family, they would look at people crazy for having locks sometimes. Well, not my mama, but you know my family. That you can't. You but need yes, to tame your hair, calm your hair. Yeah, calm your hair. You need to do something. You need to look presentable and do this and blah blah blah. And it's just like, why is it that they're able to color their hair green, purple, blue, all these different colors, they're able to tattoo their whole bodies and still work in very lucrative spaces? Opposed to us, whenever we do it, we're compared to gang members and drug addicts and drug dealers and jailbirds. And I don't like that because even when I was a kid, I always told my mama, like, I, when I grew up, I wanted to be tattooed, and my mama would always tell me, "That's how. That's going to be the first thing they identify you by when you go to jail." Why would you even say that? Yeah, like true. Like if you ever get locked up or go to jail, they're going to be able to blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even look at it that way. My brain didn't work in that direction because I wasn't thinking like that. Who uh, you know? I'm not thinking that I'm but growing you up to be in jail. But about think- who their parents were and what they dealt with. Yeah, exactly, and and what they went through. So that's all they seen. But that's why I'm like, it's it sucks that you know we're stuck in that because most of the time people in our culture don't want to think outside of that. So everything that we've we've learned that our parents learned, grandparents learned, we're harboring on that, and we're not even trying to even think outside of what they told trauma. us. And yeah, so no, you're absolutely people, right. When people break away from that and they're able to, to to think freely and experience things and all this other stuff, where they're looked at as as weird and um, devil worshippers and Illuminati, all this stuff. You know, they bring up all type of crazy stuff, and it's just like realistically, you should just leave travel because that's how I learned. Yeah, I mean, I was very close minded too, but me traveling and actually, you know, learning about people's cultures and diff in different countries. Like, even me going to countries where people eat food together, like, out of one plate, of course, I thought that was kind of strange. But after a while, just me thinking about it, I realized that that, that builds bonds with each other. Like, it helps you, like, build a bond with your family. Like, those type of small things that Listen, we Listen, I grew up not even eating dinner at the same table. I literally would take my food and go to my room. And I've gone to people's houses or spent the night or stayed with people for a short amount of time and go eat in my room. And they'd be like, oh, we don't eat in our room. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, I grew up in a house like that. My mama would not even let me take a plate down the hallway. Yeah, I think I definitely was probably in my uh, late twenties, early thirties when I learned that. I thought it was common. I, we I don't can't think of many times where we just ate dinner as a family, and a lot of times we would just eat food on the fly. So it just was never like a yeah, you know, dinner time. Yeah, 
No, and I get that. I get that. I feel like everybody' life experience, of course, is different, so they think different. So I try to have a little um, compassion and just like a little patience with people sometimes. But at the same time, I'm like, girl, like you're not in my head. I'm like, you cannot honestly think that way. Yeah, but maybe you can. They just need some Adderall. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I think about this kind of stuff all the time, and I think that a lot of stuff is is an issue because it's just different. And I think that once we accept certain things as being environmental or cultural, cultural, it might have less of a negative impact. But unfortunately, Black people don't have the privilege of living in such oblivion because we always are constantly faced with the the idea that we're being perceived a certain kind of way. So we strict on ourselves and we pass it down and we think that we should be past that. But in reality, it's, we're just only one degree of separation away from that kind of trauma. So, you know, we see these white folks, you know, or the white culture in general or the American culture in general, they don't have to deal with that. They were the uh, oppressor, and then they were forced to comply with lack with the opposite. And they're like, "All right, well, you know, whatever." Yeah. And then they just doing their thing, and then we are living for validation from them, whether we know it or not. So strange, but it's a mess. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly actively trying to unlearn all that because my trauma from living in the South. Um, is has carried over to me in how I interact with people in LA because I realized that in the South, when it comes to well, in Atlanta in general, um, our experience with white people was very black and white, like textbook for me. Like, I feel like all the white people were very racist and it was just like open racism. Now, I have experienced some racism here, but very small. Mm-hmm. But I think that for me, um, the problem that I have is that I internalize that all white people and all Hispanic people don't like black people. And so that kind yeah, of affects- How do you shake that? It's like it's always a thought in your mind. Even if you finally get to an environment where it's not like that, it's just a back. It's still in your head. Yeah. So, it, it you know, it's, it either comes off sometimes like I'll-, I'll be standoffish to the, to those type of people. And it's not even purposely done. I do it naturally just because that's just how I was raised. And so I'm trying to, I break through that. Like, I just have to really think like you in your head too much. This person is a regular person. They're not thinking nothing about that. Um, listen to how they're talking to me. Like they talking to me like I'm a regular person, just saying certain things. Like, and so now I do things like if I'm in a grocery store and I see a white person staring at me or something like that, I'll start a conversation with them because I don't want it. I don't want it to be uncomfortable on either end. Cause I feel like maybe. Is that your job though? It's not my job. It's not my job, but also I feel like I don't want to be walking around my guard up all the time like that that's so that requires so much energy so much like you know what i'm saying that's draining so i just even if it's not staring at me in a negative way i just speak and just be like hey how you doing whatever blah blah start conversation yeah i get what you're saying it's almost like and i don't want us to spend too much time on this but i you know when we think about like i think that people you know how we always talk about like people from the hood want to get out people not from the hood want to get in and it's like we come from we come from this environment where we are taught these things but then the people who are raised in a quote-unquote better environment we don't even claim them or they blackness so it's like yes. which one is it because those yes. people i had to stop myself to, from doing that too yeah i'm trying to i'm sorry i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to y'all i still have a little judgment in me um yeah. until they prove themselves and that's not okay <laughs> but i'm just being honest i, I have <laughs> to say because 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 i experienced that here these these kids grew up and i have to realize that the 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 nature of of like work work culture here these people's parents are like um producers for major shows they probably like will smith's uh whatever you know what i'm saying so they grew up a certain way that i didn't so the way that they talk and the way that they look at things and the way that they respond to things is way different than me and way different than the people around me and they're still black that doesn't take away from them being black yeah, you know? but it just makes me think about the episode we talked about people being corny, and I mean, I feel like I have always, because of how I grew up, the way people prove themselves is their ability to 
like defend themselves. So when I, but, so, but the way they learn how to defend themselves was because of our environment, our circumstances. So when I see people that grew up in a much better situation, come from money or immersed in diversity, et cetera, et cetera, I'm like, man, they don't know real life. They don't know struggle. So <laughs> I mean, they what, don't. What, what, what do they have to, I mean, <laughs> you're right. What it do they have they to fought, protect? Though. Yeah. Right. It's and it's not their fault and and it's but I I should not look at it that way. But I think it's just a sense of pride that we get from coming up the way we did because we beat the odds that it's like a like it's almost like the rite of passage, like nah, I made it through the trenches, like I'm good. So when people don't have yes. to go through that, it's almost like we assume that they don't have nothing that they have to deal with, but they also are dealing with problems that we got to avoid, like having to prove our blackness to white people. It's just like, yeah, it's just because like, know, what is, what exactly do we want them to do? Spend four years in the hood? No, I, you know what it is. I want them to talk like us. I think that's what my, that'd be my first and that's is listen, I'm here to confess my truth. When people talk very proper, I automatically have some judgment. I don't treat them no kind of way, but in my head I'm like, "Oh, okay. You yeah. look green, ain't you?" Uh, I mean, some, yeah. They do be green though, but that's not their fault. You know what I'm saying? No, you know what I'm saying? Like, they problem. are prone to getting finessed, they prone to getting scammed, and it's cuz they and, sh- and, and then and it's almost, it's almost like should I just like how should that determine me not being friends with them or being cool with them just because they talk different than me? But you know, but you're right. You're right. But some I have been in environments where I, I have that same thought, but then they also treat me a different kind of way because I am from the, like I talk a certain kind of way. They be like, oh, you now that Now that, I, I don't like that shit. Yeah, me either. That happened me to either. me with Because a, I know I'm that girl. So you're not going to sit and play with me just because of how I talk. Yeah, I think they associate, and I and 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 it's on both ends because I feel yeah, like is. I feel like we we assume that they are a certain way because of how they talk, and they assume that we're a certain way because a lot of people think that we may be um, clueless and we're not smart just because we have a, a country dialect or we talk like we're from the hood or you know we say things a certain way. They probably think that we are not smart, and that's not true. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. You're right. So it sucks on both sides. But I was at I was at a, a gathering not too long ago, and I was surrounded by a lot of people that grew up in the suburbs, not far outside Atlanta city limits either. And I felt uncomfortable because I felt like I was the only black girl there, and everybody there was black. And I'm like, Damn. that's when I had the moment like, it should you should not be thinking like that. You should not be feeling like that. And they were nice to me. Nobody was rude, but I just didn't even feel like we had anything in common. So I didn't even try to be social with them because I feel like I would. I almost felt like I had to code switch to even to be around them. It's it's a strange. Mm-hmm. It's it's strange. I've learned to not code switch either. If anything, when I get around people that talk proper, I make my accent stronger on purpose. Well, every <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I really do. I, I mean, make hey, I, I make it very unfortunately, strong. Unfortunately, due to the nature of my work, when I do slip up and talk like myself, all I get is a huh. I'm like, all right, never mind, never mind. <laughs> so, I would, but I mean, I you heard what I said. Yeah, I know. It's uh, what a sucky, sucky cycle we're in. Well, if I don't have kids, I won't have any um curses to reverse. So. Oh I'm just Hazel spoiled, but I always used to be like, "Oh, I want my kids to experience the hood," and I don't want them to struggle. But I, I also feel like taking suburban kids to the hood don't teach them nothing. <laughs> yeah, it don't. And I'm, I'm noticing that a lot of people who even, even that still live in the hood to this day that have kids, their kids are actually growing up speaking very proper. Yep, yep. It's, it's the environment. <laughs> so the times, the times are, are changing. changing. Yeah. But I've noticed that a lot. Like every time I see somebody I'm, with kids, just they think kids about speak. the word proper. Why is it wrong to speak English properly? You know what I'm saying? But that's just it's because yeah. of what we dealt with, and we felt like we earned a certain badge that's hard to get. That's really what it come down to. Yeah. But then from their perspective, it was like, we grew up, we lacked. Oh, I, did your, is your dad in your life? And I'm like, well, maybe he wasn't, oh. but that doesn't mean I'm not a good person. Like, dang, why the stereotypes got to be true? Because <laughs> if I say, oh, is your dad on meth? Then. Oh, my God. Or they be like, oh, did you grow up in the hood? I did, actually. And to me, I'm like, I did, but look where I'm at now. But to them, it's like, oh, wow. So did you, like, have toilet water? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, let's move on from this topic because I actually got a topic (laughs) I want to talk about. Let's go. But shout out to Camelton Road, Zonfo. Period, point blank. I'm going to make the world know where I'm from. Hello. Let's let's, 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 you know. Okay, so 
For today's topic, I want to talk about a subject. So um, if you guys are not familiar with Ebony K. Williams, she is an attorney and a podcast host. She is a content creator. I'll say that. She was also on Real Housewives of New York. We talked about her briefly. Um, and she is a very blackity black um advocate. So um last maybe several weeks ago, Ebony K. Williams was a guest host on The Breakfast Club, and she was talking about how she is nearing her 50s and she wants a child. She has been engaged before, she's been in long-term relationships, but they did not end out, end up being the way that she wanted them to be. So she is um going through the process to gain a sperm donor so that she could be a single mom by choice. So we mm. all know that um a lot of stereotypes about black families is they're, they're raised by single moms. The dad is not in the picture, et cetera, et cetera. And so when, when she said that, a lot of people were upset with her because they felt like she is perpetuating a stereotype. Now, for me, I did not see the issue, but I do understand. I feel like I had, I didn't always side with her. I think Rihanna was somebody that said that she would be a single mother or something like that. Did she say something like that a while ago, a long time ago? I used to feel like a lot of people feel like, you know, having a parent, raising it by yourself is, you know, a stereotypical thing to do. But I also feel like the reason why we have a negative uh, perception of people being raised in a single family, single parent home is because of the way that it happened. The father disappearing, the father being removed from the household, the father going to jail, you know, all the stereo, all the worst parts of it. But people also pass away. You know what I'm saying? People get sick, they become disabled, and people have to take on that responsibility. Obviously, those are some things that we can't necessarily control. But I think that when someone decides, let's say Ebony in this case, to be a single mother by choice, it doesn't come with the trauma of the father being missing. Because I think that when, um, you know, when when the father is not in the picture, that's all that you that's all that you associate with him. This person that rejected you, or that wasn't in your life, that wasn't participating, didn't play a part, and now you know. You have to compare that to those around you who have either the same story or maybe even the opposite. Now, I do think that there is still some harm involved because I do think there are definitely benefits to both the both parents being in the picture. But I think that um, I just think it's just a different circumstance. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we want the the best for the child to have both, but I don't think that there's a such thing. I don't think that it has to be the dad per se as the male figure in their life. I don't suggest it, but I genuinely understand her stance based off of her age and all that. And why not do that and be resentful for life because you didn't get to pass your legacy down or get like, you know, get to do things to extend your bloodline. I agree. Um, so for me, I think that this all goes back to um, racism. I, I, I blame yeah, everything on racism. So the American dream is a wife, a husband, two kids, and a dog. Mm -hmm. That's always been the model for the perfect family. That's always been the model for all type of things. It's been so many different stories about people who in the media um, and just do things like mass shootings and um, murders and all these type of things that come from good homes like that. So that I think that people should just take Good homes that. or two-parent homes? Two, let's, two parent homes. There we go. They come from two parent homes. And I think that from that, people should just kind of eliminate just because you have both parents in your house. That doesn't mean that you are going to grow up and be perfect or be, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just have exactly. a good life. Um, because people I think have abusive households. They have terrible parents. They can have a terrible exactly mother. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it could be either parent being abusive. It could either, you know what I'm saying? It's so many different things and factors that factor in. Um, just how a person turns out. And I think that for me, I'm glad that my mom like just explained that to me at a young age because see for her, she had a very traumatic experience because her mom was killed. And so she has eight brothers and sisters that she had to take care of because she was the oldest out of, out of nine mm. kids. And so um, all, all of them didn't have the same dad. So some of them went with their dad or whatever, but about four or five of them end up having to stay with my mom. And so my aunts and my uncles always talk about how well they were taken care of when my mom uh, was taking care of them. And it wasn't like, it was like before they weren't even taking care of that, taking care of that well. So, I mean, that's saying that you've been, you were taken care of by your, by your older sister and you still turned out, you know, decent. 
or yeah, whatever. I mean, I and it know. takes a village regardless. I don't think that that village has to look the same for every household. No. But I mean, I think like, obviously a woman can't teach a man how to be a man. A man can't teach a woman how to be a woman. So I do understand. And honestly, I don't think a woman can fully teach a woman how to deal with men. I think that the male figure is necessary. But again, it takes a village. So you can still have people in your child's life that can make sure that they spend time with them. They bond with them. Socialize your kids. Involve them in athletics. And, and I don't have to be athletics, but just you know, social or extracurricular activity so they can be enriched. But I ain't, I mean, I'm not mad at it. I do understand people's disdain with it, but this is her body and her choice. And people donate sperms for this reason, for people that can't have kids. And essentially she can't, if she don't, she hasn't found a man that she want to do it with. And at the the sperm bank, you can identify the traits about the people. And also y'all, it's actually really hard for a black woman to find black sperm. I'm not sure if y'all knew that, but a lot of people go to like Barbados and other black countries to find sperm because in America, there is a huge lack also dealing with stereotypes of people wanting sperm. And um, it ain't just us that want the black sperm. Yeah, for sure. Let's start. There. For sure. You know, it's very trendy to have a mixed baby, especially in California. Very strange. Very strange. Very strange. Now, let me ask you this. What were some of the things that, like, when you was when you were in high school and you thought you had your life, like, you had, the, before you even started facing life, like, what was your plan by what age? Um, Going into high school, I started to think what I wanted to do with my future. I've always loved animals. I grew up in a house with animals. So, my goal was to um, go to school to be a, a, for veterinary medicine. So I thought that, you know, I'll do my eight years fresh out of college and then, boom, by, what, 26, 27, I will probably be <laughs> in my career married. You know, did you know there's less than 3% of veterinarians are black? I Look didn't know that. doing the field. You know what's so crazy? I know two black male veterinarians. That's good. You, um, one of my cousins is a vet med student, and my uh, I know three others that are vet med students. Um, and I'm really proud of them. And they go to um, great schools. I'll say that. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think that would be great. What about your life in in general? Like for me, when I was in high school, I just thought that by 25 I was gonna be married with a home, with the right job, with the right everything. I thought that 25 was so far away that by then I had to have all those things that I desire, and obviously that didn't happen. Um, I don't know. The kids thing came later, but I never just envisioned my life with like that. I've always been, I've always been a person that's been been anti like. <laughs> houses i grew up in an apartment and so i always realized how much work it was and then like the people in my family who did have houses i hated going to their houses they had ladybugs they had all type of straw in the driveway that was so itchy they had mosquitoes okay you know what i'm saying like the grass had to be cut i remember um so growing up um my mom put me in the big brother program so i had Mm -hmm. a mentor that ended up buying a home when I was in high school, and so he would be, he would be, you know, offering me an allowance, but I would have to work for it. He was teaching me how to work for money, mm-hmm. and so he would have me cut his grass the whole time I was cutting that grass. So I'm never getting the house. That's all I kept saying. I was like, I'm never getting. I mean, a that's house a, ever. That's, I get it. I get it. I, I get it. I, I always that was a felt very, like very that. extreme situation where he had. Yeah, and it was a huge house. Yeah. It was so big at the time because he was I mean, he was grown, but he's like he was younger than what we are right now doing all that. He also worked for Microsoft. So he he was a black man in tech before the trend. No, for real. He was he he worked for Microsoft. I I, I remember as a kid, I never had to buy like Microsoft Word, PowerPoint. I had all that on my computer without having to pay for it. I remember that. That I remember seeing him at Linux one day and now I don't even know if I would recognize him today. He literally looks the same. I don't remember what he looked like, though. Even though when I saw him, we was grown. He literally looks the same. But I learned so much from him. That's why, I, that's why I'm like, you know what? It's very, and I'm not perfect. I definitely have my flaws. But I feel like a lot of the stuff that I know and the patience that I have about certain situations and the knowledge and just like my experience on life, because he would introduce me to things like um, I went whitewater rafting in seventh grade. I went fishing. Why I'm scared of fish, don't know. Um, 
<laughs> I went, um, I didn't go skydiving, but we did do like drop a drop thing. Like it just so I experienced so many different things that just kind of opened my mind up to so much. And even just thinking back of how grateful I am about somebody listening to me about what I wanted to do when I got older, he sent me to a, a pre-medical camp that was centered around veterinary medicine in a whole nother state. Hey, I, think I, about I, the impact of that. That's what I I'm saying. I be a part of that program so bad. I don't, I'm not going to go into it. I got a little trauma related to that too. But you you hit, that's a village. Like for real, your mama you put you in I'm this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's yeah, like, it, and obviously we all need father figures, but things like that, maybe your dad, and I don't know your dad, obviously, but your dad might not be a fisherman, a person with a farm. It's like all these different things that people offer, it contributes to what, you know, what, like yes. I just, I don't, like I, I was just telling somebody recently, like, when I um went to college, I didn't even know what to pursue because I didn't know anybody that went to college. And the ones that did go to college either wasn't working in their field or they were teachers. So I didn't even know anybody that worked in data, nobody that was an engineer. Yeah. And knowing if I would have been exposed to it, it probably would open my mind a little bit more. And maybe I would have decided it's not for me, but at least I'm well versed enough in it to be like, OK, yeah. I understand it. So is that's why I'm like that, the single parent home thing. That's not that's I don't think that that's fair that people are uh, are doing that because it's I'm ways sure a lot of people that was raised in the comments up. were raised from by single parents too and maybe they're just not they sitting on the couch them. eating chips probably a part of my 600 pound life or something who knows i just plan let me not do that no i think but, that uh, sometimes people deflect based off of their personal experiences because in your experiences is parent, not i don't see that i mean i i'm very proud of what i was able to overcome and i can understand why somebody like ebony would want to you know i mean and, and everybody wasn't playing she's actually planning a child at a time of her life is actually doing very well you know what i'm saying exactly so. exactly and uh, she's able to take care and i think that that's a thing too because they associate single parents with struggle yeah associate yep, yep, single yep. parents with like all the kardashians um, making and single parents. ends making ends meet i mean not even just them i mean you can even look at I'm trying to think of a black celebrity that's that has that's Holly Monica. Berry. Monica. Monica definitely is a single parent. She's a single parent, and she and she has you know what I'm saying she's living well. Her kids are doing well. Um, Nia Long. Nia Long. There's so many different people that and, and I don't know. You're right though, but you know what it is? It's again, um, it's just based off of how much people like you that it becomes an issue. Yeah. It's just annoying. I, I don't like that. Cause because if you're attractive, life, if you do cool things, you see yeah. people was getting uh, trying to get in, go in on Ashanti because she is unmarried without kids and <laughs> always on vacation. Talk about nobody wants so, to marry you. How do you know that she wants to be married? Like I'm like, how can y'all make this assumption? And half y'all will never meet me in a. Most of y'all will never get close to an Ashanti. The thing is, Ashanti, from what I what I remember growing up, Ashanti has always been in a relationship. She's yep. dated Nelly for so long. And then just to know the story behind like how she was treated in Murder Inc. and all this other stuff, I probably would be living my life like this as well. Like she's back in the And why um, and guess what? People with kids be saying that they can't do that because it's so many other yes. things they have, so much logistics. And I'm not she's tripping. Been I, her life. Same thing with Mary J. Blige. Exactly. Bro, I Same just realized Mary J. Blige ain't got no kids. Not no. I mean, she's been married before, but but that's what I'm saying. It's selective. It's based off how people feel about that person that they decide to have those kind of opinions. But you're right. You're right. Whoopi Goldberg. She got kids. No. No kids. Not married. She said she don't want. She said she don't want to be married because she don't want nobody in her house. That's my kind of caring on. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, why does it? Why is it because nobody wants to marry her? And they say that as if they are a better option for her. Like, shut up. Yeah. But it's also social media, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. But I think that, yeah, it's just interesting. I just think that people should live the life that they desire and be held responsible for the things that they do. And that's just what it, it just, comes It just all goes back to, what once again, racism. Because America <laughs> is, built, is built off of... Um, America, to me, in my perspective, is built off of entitlement. Every we want to own and be right about every single thing. Like mm -hmm. even and, and I noticed that what made me kind of open my eyes to that when I when people talk about cultural appropriation. So like when you go over to these countries that you say that we're appropriating, they aren't. They don't even know what that means. They looking at it as respect. Yeah. Who made that up? Who decided that? Oh my God, you're disrespecting these people's cultures. 
Well, you know you what? I think that could be, the, that could be looked that. at as deflecting too because so much of our culture is stolen by the same kind of people that we assume that if you do it for any other culture, then they must feel the same way that we feel. No, and they don't. Yeah. They really don't. I, I think that's, you know, it's a way to do it that's respectful and disrespectful. Like even when you're wearing like certain kimonos and stuff like that, for us, for people who aren't Asian or who aren't um, of those certain cultures, you have to wear certain things. Opposed I also to think people it's, who, yeah. But I will say sometimes people, those cultures do get offended though if you wear it for fun. Like I think yeah, for, sure. like for Halloween, you know, you can't dress up as a Native American for Halloween, especially given the history or people wearing chopsticks and stuff like that. So I th- and also everybody not offended. The only pe- the people that make the loudest noise are the ones that get the most attention, the most traction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So everybody might not look at it that way. That's the thing right now on TikTok where white and Korean culture it has like pretty much tried to steal like the majorette dances. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I get it because, but the problem is when we put it out there for consumption, we don't have no control over who's on the receiving end. And it's not our fault necessarily, but I, you know, unfortunately with social media, especially with things like TikTok, stuff spreads so quickly to everybody. And then, so it's just, it's just hard to, you can't really gatekeep for real. No, not on stuff like that. Just because it's, it, like you said, it's open to the public, mm-hmm. but we also collectively got to get out of that. Now, when it comes to stuff like, um, braids and just literally taking stuff from black culture. Um, I think that that's just, that is very sensitive for us just because of the, the history behind America and the history behind, um, white and black people in America. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Until we still we have, feel like we've been properly appreciated and compensated. I don't think we're ever going to be able to get past that. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I agree. Ever. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just the way that people, um, do those things because they're it's like it's not like you're you're getting the braids and you're doing this celebrating black people you're doing this as a new trend oh this boxer braids just came out and we doing this you know right, what i'm saying not even like, attempting to to see where it started or give honor because you know you've seen it before and it's not even, yeah like, like i saw of, i saw TikTok. they do they, they see it and they just run with it yeah, I saw a TikTok of a little girl, and she was saying that um, she had to be like five or six, and she was saying that her friend at school had braids with beads on it, and she thought that it looked so cool, and she wanted to get that, and her mom was so hesitant because she knew the backlash that she would get it for getting that, but the baby just genuinely liked the hairstyle like the and style. liked how it looked, and it was cool, and she wanted it. So in a sense, like that, I'm like, dang, she should be able to do that because it's, it, you know. Especially if she hang out with that girl, that could be like looked at as like, oh my god, look, we're t- we yeah, we, I ha- get we it. have something it's, in it's common. A, yeah, but I'm, oh, it's yeah, just I a, get it's it. just a, yeah. It's a but of course, I'm, I'm looking at it like, unfortunately, we don't live in a country where that's okay. Yeah, it's very, you know it's, just, it's like, just sensitive when it comes to us, and I, I, I get it. But I also get like the innocence of the little girl, like thinking that's cool, and then now you tell her no, she can't do it, and now she finna start. Now it's kind of almost creating a little division mentally for her, cause like, oh, I can't do this. Either, what, what either that, or she's just gonna do it anyway because of a rebellion. She's like, shit, I'm gonna do yes, it because that was me. Exactly. Yep, yep. That's me because yeah, my mama told me she was like, of course, when you're an adult, you can do whatever you want to do, but you will not get tattoos while living under my roof because this, this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, girl, I asked you just because I wanted to say that I didn't want you to say I never asked you. But this was you telling me no, I'm still finna go get it. I actually, yeah, it's funny because people used to always say that I was gonna do that. I never, I never, if I, I wasn't allowed to do a lot of stuff and I just didn't do it, but maybe hey, I don't know, whatever. I never was sneaky yeah. like that. I don't think I was. No, you wasn't. I don't think, I don't think you were sneaky, but like, you was very mannerable. I feel like we both was. I, I feel like, if anything, I just wilded out after high school for obvious reasons. I mean, I was about to say, and like, you kind of kept it together. Yeah, <laughs> that was well, the only thing. I had a little, a little moment. I should have had some. But Adderall. you deserve to have the moment. I mean, let's be, you know, BFFR. Yeah, but, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. And I also was the firstborn, so I feel like firstborns always have a different little style about them, a little swag. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but my anyways, God. um, yeah, I think it's interesting. I think, I mean, I know we people 
should this should be common sense, but people legit, if they're not causing harm to anybody, I think that they should be allowed to do what works for them in their household. We literally may not ever meet her kid when his mm-hmm. time happens, but unfortunately, social media has created this culture where the people that have the most hate get the most attention, so it makes it look like everybody is against it, when in reality, it's just not. If you delete mm-hmm. the apps, you won't have a single clue what's wrong and what's not. There was something that happened recently, and I can't remember what it was, but I formulated my own opinion. Oh, I know what it was. I watched the Chris Rock stand-up live while it was on Netflix, right? I watched it when I was in Vegas, and I did not go on social media when I was in Vegas. I, I probably, if I did, I mean, I don't think I did. So I came back in town, and I started scrolling social media to see what people had to say, and so many people hated it, and I'm like, dang, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> And, now and that, what? And that comes from, I, I watched it too, and I didn't really think that it would because he, he it was funny. I did laugh at it. I laughed at the whole thing. But and I'm um, not, I don't have no kind of preference preference over Will Smith to Chris Rock. They both is just on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think for me, my style of comedy that I like is more so like uncle like it gotta feel like family so people like mike epps and mm-hmm. um cat williams and yeah, yeah. um uh, more like i love some more stand-up and, and these people who obviously i'm not related to but i can relate more, more to them yeah. because they kind of speak my language chris mm-hmm. rock i'm not saying that he didn't come from the hood or whatever blah 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 but he <laughs> has a blame. certain hey! you know what i'm saying like but no, it's, it's it. like his certain his approach to comedy I can't really fully relate to it. And I'm not saying that it's not funny. It's just that all me, of it, all of it isn't for funny. me. Though, you know, it's the comedy. Megan that is Markle a, stuff was funny. I thought that. all of it was funny. And I'm I'm queen of inappropriate saying inappropriate stuff. So maybe that's the problem. But I'm not I've never watched I don't think I've ever watched a Chris Rock stand up. Now he definitely not he's not my kind of guy, but I laughed a lot. And I didn't like his whole acting up in front of white people thing. It goes back to our conversation, but people have always said that he pandered to white culture, so I mean, he yeah. didn't let white people say the N word in front of him, and I'm—I didn't let that determine if I liked him or not. I just like comedy, so I just watched it, and I yeah. thought it was funny. But no, I don't see—I didn't see hardly anybody on social media say they liked it, and and I didn't even want to chime in. I'm like, you know, it almost made me not even want to share my opinions. I'm like, I don't got time to be going back and forth about with folks about what I thought was funny, because I think yeah, comedy, man. good comedy, is inappropriate. For, comedy is Dark. subjective. I know that I have a and I. I have a, I have, I love dark humor, and that's just partially because I grew up watching South Park religiously. Listen, and I mean so, shows uh, like that is it's still airing, and people acting how they act. Boondocks. Yeah. yeah, like I watched stuff like that growing up, so my taste in comedy can be a little dark compared to most. But I mean, that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. I ain't apologize for it. I like it. Child, I ain't apologizing either, but I do, and I know I've said it before, but I do see myself fading out social media because I don't want my, I don't want my thoughts to be skewed or changed just because I see a majority on my screen disagreeing with it. I don't, I don't like that. Um, speaking of uh, phasing out of social media, my Twitter got hacked. Let me go check on it. Has it, has it, um, said anything? Do you got any crazy no. DMs? Um, I don't use my DMs like that. I I literally send DMs to my friends like of of tweets and stuff. But other oh, than that, no. If they go through our thread, oh well. I don't I know what to do. I said what I said. They haven't tweeted anything from the page, but yeah, my Twitter is hacked. They changed the the uh, email address and the password. So I mean, honestly, it's only been like a day and a half. But I but I haven't. I will say that. Just having my Instagram timeline is enough. Yeah, because I think with Twitter it gets too deep. The think pieces. Um, That's why the I deleted co- my first. I can remember I was telling you it was just too much. I couldn't take it. It's no a more. lot, and and yeah. I, I be addicted to that because not even that because I like it. It's just that I be wanting this. I just. I like to see the way other people think sometimes, even if it's stupid, yeah. because I'll be needing validation that I'm smart sometimes. It, may, it irritates me. I'd rather just, I'd rather not even use the app. And I hate it because I feel like I got my my new Twitter to a point where I follow who I want to follow or I don't mind following. But I'm starting to see, I, I'm, t- I'm tired of blocking people every day to clean up my yeah. timeline. But Instagram, I don't really have that problem. But yeah, I don't have a problem on Instagram because I literally follow what I want to see. Yeah, and you can't And people who I want to see it. Huh? I said you can't like with Twitter. You see people's likes, people retweets, and then yeah. you have this new suggested timeline where you see people you don't even follow. So it's hard to not. It's hard to just see the things you care about on there. But on Instagram, you can 
people can shut up and just look pretty, you know? Mm-hmm. They can just shut up and dribble, you know? I'm just mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, all right, let's wrap this thing up. Um, I don't know if there's some technical difficulties in this episode. I guess if we reach this point, it must it must have been fixed. But uh I'm gonna probably yeah, edit maybe. this tomorrow since we recorded early. Where you traveling okay. to this week? Oh, Arizona. Um, That's right. So I have to go to um, Arizona to do a class. It's just a one-day trip. And I come back on Tuesday night. Wednesday, I am going to see SZA in concert. Oh, in L.A.? Mm-hmm. This is going to be my first... Well, not my first concert here. It's going to be my first, like, big concert here. Because I've went to, like, lo- like my friend shows or, like, a little small concert. But this is going to be my first time going to, um, like, an arena show. So yeah. out here. Which I'm okay, excited about. Okay, is that about. crypto crypto um, arena or whatever? Um, no, I I don't know. We have a few of them, but I don't think it's that that one. I hope it is. It's down the street. My brother-in-law went to um went to the crypto arena, and every time he posted it, he would scratch out crypto and put Staples Staples Center. Oh yeah, because it ain't um Staples Center no more. But we still uh, say Staples Staples Center. Yeah, it makes sense. That's a, it's a little staple. Um, I am working this week, y'all. Let's hope I found a house. If not, let's just hope I do find one at some point, y'all. Who knows? Oh my gosh. Um, but, my um, birthday's coming up, so I've been like trying to get those plans together. Um, I honestly, if I'm being a hundred percent, I do want to go somewhere or do something. But my main focus right now is getting my teeth done. Period. I didn't tell you how much I love my teeth. I get it. Get your teeth done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, you got an ETA on that, or are you just working out the kinks? No, that's just my goal. I haven't. Um, I so the last time when I did my consultation, the thing about the consultations is that, um, those doctors change their prices all the time. Sometimes they go up, sometimes they go down. Most of the times they do go up. So those consultations are only good for thirty days. Mm. So until I know that I'm ready to get my teeth done, I don't want to get the consultation done. Yeah, because you only want to get your hopes up, thinking it's gonna be, and then they might try to. Once they and you, quote and they you, pay, you gotta pay for that. So no. Oh, and I was about to say, and once they quote you, and you don't, you let it expire, they might go up on you just because they know that you already like. If they, they probably not gonna tell you a lesser price because for sure, went down. Yeah. for sure, yeah. So I've been trying to like um, use my Instagram followers as um, or, like DMing the doctors directly, like, hey, um, yeah, I don't how like you doing? Um, just so I can see if I get a discount because I know they they do offer discounts for people with. Um, followers, but ain't nobody biting the bait. I don't mind though. It's my teeth. It ain't my. It's my teeth. So I mean, I you know, I just gotta do what I gotta do. But yeah, that's my focal point. Ask me if you can collab. I guess that's what I don't know what 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 y'all people. I honestly, but if I'm if I'm being a hundred percent, I don't. I don't. I hope they don't charge me more for this, but I don't want them to put my pictures on Instagram. Okay. I don't like that. I mean, I I, I get it, and I know this is a promo. I'll be my hairstylist don't take my picture. It's okay. I don't. Don't put me on there. My barber never posts me. I don't be offended. I know I look good. I think Iris posts me a couple times actually. So I'm a I'm a pad. I'm a chill. I just don't want. I don't want my. I don't want that on there. I mean, I get it, and then they'll essentially use that for promo for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Okay, well, Mark that means you need to pay full price. <laughs> I hope that that's what I'm saying. I hope they don't charge me more if just because I don't want my picture on there. But if they give me a discount, yeah, I will do it. I just probably won't repost it. You can post it on your page if y'all see it. Y'all see so you it. So you just don't want people to know you got your teeth done, or you just want to keep like it's not even it. that. I just I don't want to promote. I don't know. I don't want to just like I I don't I can't explain it without sounding um a certain way. But I just don't want. I like being. I just person. don't want that online. I, I get don't it. Do you, it's you. It's your mouth. Like I, even when I get them done, I'm not even gonna make a post. Like I'm not just, making yeah, a just TikTok. Do live. I I'm think just gonna act thing. normal. Like just wake up one day and I got new teeth. Y'all don't know well, what happened. I, do, I show posting mine. I don't want that. See, I if care, I probably I did it the way that you did, if you if I did it the way that you did, then maybe. But I get it. And people be offering unsolicited opinions too. I know some people that have gotten lipo and certain or BBLs or whatever, and the comments be crazy. I'm like, dang, you would think you was the one sitting on this booty. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame. That. I mean, do what you do. It's you. It's yourself. But um, I get it. Do you know what I'm saying? But um, mm. all right. Well, we did record this early, so today is Sunday. Um, I'm looking forward to this week being gone already. <laughs> Monday ain't even came yet, child. But. <laughs> Me too. I mean, not me too. I'm looking forward to relaxing. I've been, I've been on the go since Japan. So, like from Japan, I've been. I came home, Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, 
you know what I'm saying? I, I've been traveling a lot, and this is like my last trip so far. I mean, that I know of. <laughs> and I'm ready to just come home and go to sleep and just enjoy. Take some break. Take, take you know. Yeah, I need it. I, and I actually need it to work. I felt myself getting lazy. So, I mean, this has really helped me just kind of get out of that funk of not um, just it being slow because it was being it was slow for me for a minute. But I ain't going to lie, uh, the, the, the dog is tired. I just need at least like two days, two or three days to myself just to do absolutely nothing. Like, I, I don't want no phone calls. I hope you I don't, don't work on your no birthday. Phone. I know you took a couple months away, but prepare. Um, I will. If I get my teeth done, I don't care. I'm needing my money back. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, okay, I mean, this was made. You know, dude. I told you my focal point is the teeth done. I don't yeah. care about nothing else. If other stuff happen, if I go on a trip, if I have a dinner, if I whatever, that's cool. But that is not my focal point. I really want to just get my teeth done. Okay, well, I'll meet you halfway through the country if you want to go out of town. Let's go back to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica is... I'm just playing now. So, you, know you know what's Vegas so crazy? the first place I went to twice? Well, technically, I went to um, San Jose twice, California. But um, I, I always say I don't want to fly to the same place more than once. So now I can't go back to Vegas ever. Oh, wow. I've been to Vegas three times. I went I've been for... to LA too many times, too. So I'm not coming out there either. I, this is what I do. I'll go to San Diego. And then drive up, but drive I, got, down. I I can't use the same airport more than once. So really, in San Jose, I flew in. The Girl, San just fly in Burbank then, if that's the okay, case. Okay, that make me feel different. <laughs> I know it's stupid, but anyways, all right, let's wrap this thing up. I got to take my dog out. I got to go to bed. I got some melatonin gummies to help me adjust to this time change because it happens every time when I'm um since I've been working from home, it's been hard to adjust to time changes because it's just you know. So you just be up up to like three a.m. Oh no! Yeah, it's terrible. Me too, though, honestly. But I like that because I hate going to sleep early. It makes I I feel like I miss everything. Well, I'm a nine to fiver. Okay, that's very true. Enjoy <laughs> your five. Anyways, all right, y'all. It's been another episode of Odie Podcast. Holla at your girl and your twirl and your world and your mm-hmm. pearl and your bro. Bu- yeah, <laughs> bufanta. <laughs> all right, bye. Bye.